and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. time. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Heisner here with you. It is the Wednesday before uh, Jamie's head is going to fall off. Because tomorrow may be one of the big, busiest work days of the year for Mr. Jamie. Yes. Tomorrow's the NFL draft if you aren't uh, up to date in the sporting world. Uh, there is no FRS Slam tomorrow. I will just put that on the docket as here at the top. I have off tomorrow. And Jamie will be inundated with NFL draft stuff. So a little bit of a news newsworthy here than this at the top. Uh, no podcast tomorrow. No radio show tonight. No, no radio show tonight. So you're getting you're getting all of your coverage here over the course of this podcast. Jamie, do you want to talk about SmackDown first, or do you want to get me being angry well, out of the way? Let's first? get you being angry out of the way. You you agree with me to a certain extent on yes, this? Yes, I'm not as angry about what you're going to be angry about right now as you are, but <sighs> sure. If you, if you didn't know, everybody, there's a there's an event on Friday called the Greatest Royal Rumble, and it's causing a little bit of controversy among wrestling fans. I don't know if, if you're aware of this. So over at WrestlingInc.com, Justin Labar wrote a, a column, an opinionated column, uh, that directly at the top says the views expressed in this column do not necessarily reflect those of WrestlingInc.com or its staff, basically re- recognizing how controversial maybe this take would be. And the title of the piece is, Can You Really Blame WWE for Holding the Greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia? That is the way that the... the Article is phrased, and based on that title, I had to click on it. and And I've read Justin's work before. I think he's I think he's good at his job, and and this is not a shot at him. But there is a paragraph in here that is just it 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 it's confusing and concerning to me. So Jamie, if you will allow me, can I read the paragraph aloud? You can. Quote, WWE knows anything they do is met with criticism. It's the way of the world today, but very true when it comes to the especially passionate pro wrestling fan base. If it's not women not being on the show in Saudi Arabia, it would be why Roman Reigns is in the main event. But diehard fans will watch no matter what, and a majority of them voicing their displeasure will still watch. And the reason why that paragraph is the paragraph out of this entire story that I chose to isolate here and discuss is because I read that paragraph and I took it as Justin equating the outrage over over fans being upset at the WWE for their decision to go to Saudi Arabia and not have women on the card to Roman Reigns being in the main event. And this conversation that we're about to have has nothing to do with the actual event itself. I think equating those two things is a misguided approach to this issue. Yes, it is. Now, I think it's important to look at that as he didn't make a he makes an indirect comparison there not a direct comparison. Correct. He doesn't say this is equal to or this is just like wrestling fans getting upset about Roman Reigns being in the main but event. But he's certainly hinting at it. He is alluding to it. So basically I I, step, I take a step back and I look at this as he is making the statement that if wrestling uh, in not so many words if wrestling fans weren't upset about this they would be upset about something else. So this is no bigger or better or more important issue than any other booking decision. That is where I think there's a mistake in that idea. It's you can disagree with either how mad people are, that people are mad, 
But I think saying that this issue isn't somehow the same as being upset over who wins a match at SummerSlam or who wins the Royal Rumble. You're equating a social the, issue to a booking decision. It's a different kind of thing. You're not having fans upset because they feel like, wow, why is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar the main event and not Charlotte versus Asuka? That would be the equi- that would be the equivalent. They're arguing that you love to tell us on TV how often, how great you are at all these things. You take all your opportunities that you can, which, by the way, companies should do. That's what you do when you're a company like that. You take the opportunity to remind people of all the good, the good things you do. Correct. But when you make a decision, that and a big element of that decision counteracts your message on a certain topic. People are going to question under- it. People are going to question it, and they should question it. And they should have had a better response than they have. And we talked about this on the show yesterday with Triple H's comments. It just seems like they're woefully unprepared to answer questions that were very obviously going to be asked. Somebody in the room had to point this out to them. And I I said this yesterday. Somebody had to have pointed out that these were going to come up. And they either didn't think it was going to be that big of a talking point or that big of a deal so they didn't prepare for it. Or they just blatantly didn't care. And I tend to want to go with the incompetence theory here in which they just didn't think it was going to be as big of a deal as it has become. Yes. That is the only thing that makes sense to me. Look. They obviously looked at the pros and cons of the situation. And again, and we've talked about this from a business perspective, I fully understand the decision that they made. But you make that decision knowing you're going to have a PR, I shouldn't even say crisis, it's not really a PR crisis for them. People have not blown up to that proportion. But you're going to have a PR issue with this. Again, thinking about specifically from a business company perspective, you're going to have a PR issue with this. How do we handle it? How do we handle coming out of it? What is our strategy? How do we shape the message? How do we get out in front of the message? Those are one of the things that they teach you at PR school a lot is how do you get in front of the story and how do you shape the message before you let others shape the message for you? They have let others shape the message for them and has painted them in a negative light. And they, to this day, two days before this event, still seem unprepared to adequately answer this question from a company perspective. What is... What is confusing to me is just the, because again, when, when to your point, th- you're supposed to control the message. They've let Pandora's box open here because they've let people like myself who get upset about this and people like Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez and all of the, 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 the big name wrestling journalists who talk about this stuff on a daily basis. And I'm not trying to put myself in that equation, but on this show, I've been the driving force behind this with Jamie along for the ride because I have taken the burden of being the most angry on this show. Once you let that Pandora's box be open, y- you can't you can't stuff everything back in there. No. So once they lost the control of the message, they they were never going to be able to rein it in. So it appears as though they just admitted defeat. But you at least have to make an effort to walk it back, and and you could. I, I cut a promo on the show yesterday, which is basically what their PR should have been, or something around that. And again, not that I'm some PR expert, but I can look at the situation and I can look at the words that they have used, and I can look at the excuses they have made and their explanations, and I can say, okay, here's the message they're trying to send out, but they're just not doing a very good job of conveying that message to the public. Right. And so go back and listen to, to yesterday's show for what Yeah, and we've, this has been a conversation that we've had each and every day, and, and the reason why, and I know I've said this before, but the reason why I keep bringing it up is because I think it's a complex enough issue to where as we get closer and closer and more things and more people write about it, I think it's worth extending the conversation because one, this is not a one-time thing. They've reached a 10-year deal here. So this is not a conversation that's going to go up until Friday and then stop once yeah. Saturday comes around. This is a conversation that we're going to have every year for the next 10 years until we see either 
it become too much for WWE and they back out of the deal, which I don't think is going to happen. Which I think is the least likely option. Or we, over the next 10 years, see the cultural change in Saudi Arabia, which I think of those two options is more likely yes. because they are going in that direction. And we've talked about that on the show before. It is still very bad over there, but they are trending in the right direction. And I saw somebody here, Jamie, I saw a post on Reddit last night. And I know I talk about them all the time. It was from somebody in Saudi Arabia who's going to the show. Yeah. And it was from their perspective on matters. And they talked about how, look, I, I get it. I totally understand where you're coming from. But this isn't a propaganda show. For us here in Saudi Arabia, up until a couple of years ago, we didn't have this type of entertainment. We didn't have movie theaters. We didn't have concerts. We didn't have this type of stuff. So for us, this is a major shift in culture. And yes, women's rights over here suck. And I'm paraphrasing here, and yeah. I'm not quoting this entirely. And that women's rights suck here, but they are, they're able to drive, and, and, we're, and we are making progress each and every day because the, the new regime in charge is more progressive, and they want to do these things. And, and I, read that, I read that letter, and I went, wow, that's a perspective I didn't even consider. Yeah. And I took a step back and said, okay, I get that, yet I'm still angry. But that, that's the message that, that WWE needs to send. And that particularly is why I'm not as angry about this issue as you are about this issue. I understand their reasoning, and I understand why people are upset. I understand both sides of this issue, I think, fairly well. And there are there is there are there are people that are right and a little bit right and a little bit wrong on both sides of this issue because this is a complex issue. It's not it's not black and white. The message WWE should send, and, and it's what I, I said yesterday on the show, is that we are trying to help accelerate change. And. We can't, and the message that Triple H kept sending, and he should have harped on this point the entire time, was you can't affect change unless we try to go someplace. And we're mm -hmm. trying to inject a bit of Western culture and Western entertainment into Saudi Arabia because we believe that over the course of time, that will help things. Then, if you're WWE, you get to basically be the, the beneficiary of circumstance. That's what you're going to be. Because let's be realistic here. Saudi Arabia is not changing their laws for WWE. No, they're not they're changing not. their customs, both political or religious, for WWE. However, WWE could get in at a time in which these changes are going to solely be happening anyway, and then, as callous as it sound, take some credit for it. Correct. So that's the message that they need to be sending, is that we are trying to help them as they dip their toe in more Western culture, Western entertainment. That is what the goal should be. Are you going off over it there? Is. You're a very popular guy. I am. Thanks for noticing. No problem. Uh, but yes, I mean, so that is what it should, the message should be. It should not be, uh, I forgot what the first, like, first two sentences of what Triple H said, but it was like, if you don't agree, you know, just because you don't agree with a culture's customs doesn't mean we don't go there, or something along those lines, which right. was, again, the exact wrong message to send. So I'm trying to find the, um, the letter that I saw on... on uh, on Reddit last night because I want to send it to you because I want you to read it. I can't find it. So either it was it was taken down or I, I don't know what, what happened. I, I'm trying to find it here for you and ultimately uh, and send it to you so you can read it as well. Maybe maybe it was a troll and it got taken down. That is maybe you just dreamed it. That is, I could have dreamed it as well because this topic has consumed a lot of headspace for me over the last couple of weeks because I've been so angry about it. Uh, you want to talk about SmackDown? Yes, although it is harder to find stuff on Reddit now with the redesign. Oh, you you uh, you you opted into the redesign? No, I'm gonna go back to the. Other I one. opted out. I I yeah. opted in and then opted out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, SmackDown Live opens with Miss TV 
and they're Miz returning to SmackDown Live, bringing making SmackDown Live the A show, as he says. And he cuts this big promo on Daniel Bryan and talks about Daniel Bryan coming out. And then Daniel Bryan doesn't show up for the longest time. And then Big Cass's generic theme six hits. That that's like when you create a wrestler in WWE 2K18 and you have to pick a theme. Yes. A generic theme eight on the list is what Big Cass's theme was. And then Big Cass proceeded to do his best Undertaker impersonation and take 14 years to get to the ring. Yeah. Puts his suit jacket on, lumbers to the ring nice and slowly, and I went, oh boy. And then he proceeded to cut a promo that I was a huge fan of. This Big Cass looked like a million bucks here. Yeah, you're more enthusiastic about that promo than I was. I thought it was fine. Uh, I don't think it, it was probably the best thing he's done on TV, but I don't think it was excellent. I think there it's... It's encouraging. I'll use the word encouraging more than I'll use the word excellent. I think it's just it's encouraging that he can now take a step a step forward with the mic and he can go from here. I, I did have some issues following the story he was trying to tell. I think he had some issues just like there were some congruency issues with the story. I was like, because I'm with you. But then like he lost me and then couldn't get me back. So it was a little tough there. But it was one of the better promos he's cut on TV, if not the best promo he's cut on TV. By the way, I tried to find the letter again. I couldn't find it while you were talking, or part two. Uh, Oscar and Becky Lynch walking backstage, and the camera cuts, and we see Daniel Bryan on the ground. Look, some continuity in your show. Leading from, I just, I love when they do things like this. Uh, then we get Oscar and Becky Lynch versus the Iconics. Also, big cast picking up where he left off. Attacking people, but we we can't talk about who he attacking attacked. smaller no, people in the backstage. No, 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 because he because he had, he attacked Redacted the last time. Enzo. No, no, Redacted. How you doing? Oscar and Becky Lynch versus the Iconics. Uh, the Iconics on the, on the microphone are amazing. Uh, continue to let them cut promos each and every week. They were and so good. The the, the um, what do they call it? the uh, what theorem do they call that? Oh, I'm what blanking was, on it. Oh, the it's uh, not Pythagorean because that, that that's that's a, that's a math. Theorem. It's the um, wow. I'm really annoyed right now. The trans transitive property. Transitive property. Yeah, You're trans welcome. by transitive property, they are better than Oscar. Yes. Also, they're better than Oscar because they have a victory over her in a tag match. And this is why the streak ended, so we could do yes, things so like this. this. Is, you could have this angle. And you can have the Iconics win and look strong. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, guess what? Asuka Asuka's still looks fine. good. Yeah, Asuka's fine. We're good. Uh, Renee Young backstage outside of Shane McMahon's office. Uh, Styles comes out and says, uh, AJ said Shane just gave him the chance to soften up Shinsuke Nakamura before a match. Rusev Day and you know, Too Sweet and Partners and everything like that. Uh, Charlotte Flair, Carmella, uh, contract signing uh, commercial. Then we get a vignette for Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, Uso's backstage promo, Naomi appears. I'm glad they're not rushing Sanity and Almas, by the way. I'm well, glad they're probably going to wait till after Backlash. We'll get to when they scared me with, with the Sanity, yeah. and I'll tell but the story. But I'm, I'm glad they're kind of waiting until after Backlash, after this Greatest Royal Rumble stuff. Let, let's get this stuff by so we can actually feature them in prominent roles. I like that. Uh, Jimmy talks to Naomi and says, look, you can't get involved like you did last week. Uh, Naomi says, you know, I looked them in the eyes and there's nothing there. Uh, she's got a bad feeling. Uh, and that, and he's like, no, just calm down. We'll take care of R Rowan tonight. And then we'll take back the SmackDown Tag Team titles on Friday in Saudi Arabia. We get Rowan versus Jimmy Uso. And so I got to tell a story here. So I was multitasking while watching SmackDown. I will admit to it. I had the, I had the, I had the Met game on. Watched them get a nice 6-5 victory over the Cardinals. Best team in the National League East, by the way. For now. For now. It's just, you know what? History books always say when I did this podcast, they were in first place. And I was playing some Call of Duty with my dad. Okay? History Kindles, maybe. All right. I was, I was quality time with, with, with the pops. Popper. So Pop I, Schubert. I had my headphones on for the game. So I was listening to the game sound and not the SmackDown sound. So the lights go out in the middle of the Rowan-Uso match. And I'm thinking, 
I literally talked earlier in the day about not hot-shotting Sanity to the main roster and putting them in a feud with the Bludgeon Brothers. Wait till they're done with this feud and they can make the case that they have nobody to face. So the lights go out, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, it's Sanity. And then Naomi shows up, and I'm like, wow, this is a really good idea. It leads to a nice finish where Jimmy Uso picks up the victory. Again, a smart booking decision. Yes. They pick, up, up. they pick up the win. It doesn't diminish either side. Because as you know, I'm against pinning the tag team champions. That's a good decision. It's a non-tag match. One small little nitpick. You 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 just did a roll-up finish in the other tag match. Well, that's that's a, that's a case of the two agents not talking to you. Yeah, like you just did that. You did that same fin. Now again, you didn't do foot on the ropes for the Usos because they're baby faces. You did the foot on the ropes for the iconic duo. But uh, I small nitpick. Otherwise, I, I loved it. But yeah, I don't. I don't like yeah. when you do the same finish back to back. Your agents got to get together and, and discuss your finishes there. Uh, then we get back from a commercial. Renee Young's in the ring for a contract signing. Carmella comes out, uh, shows the, uh, the the video packages of Carmella's uh, promo was great. Carmella's a very good promo. Her promo was great. Her over I the love top that. celebratory nature of the title win is amazing. It's because, so good because it's it's over the top because. The win was cheap because yes, she cashed that, money. That's in the what thing, makes it and great. And that's why it's so. She's good. playing edge, very, the edge role yes. with that very well. By the way, I think she's the first person to successfully do this since Edge. I can't remember somebody being this over the top and it working as well. No, because they've either been like the big bruiser heel, or they've been a babyface, or they've lost their belts, or they've lost their. Or they were babyface by the time they got it. Like Rollins was a heel, but like. He, yeah, he was a babyface when he won the title by that point because everybody was into him and everybody was against Roman. Uh, so they have a back and forth. Uh, Charlotte b- basically throws the table at uh, Carmella. Uh, you know, she signs the contract. Carmella does not sign the contract. Uh, announcers talk about the Grand Royal Rumble on Friday. Uh, D- Dasha Fuentes tries to interview Nakamura. Aiden English says, nope, no interviews. Uh, we get Randy Orton versus Shelton Benjamin. Very much enjoy this. Uh, interrupting each other between Orton and Hardy because while they're not outright saying it, they're going to do Hardy-Orton at Backlash for the title because Orton is out of match. Um, Shelton Benjamin picks up a win over Randy Orton. Are we getting a triple threat match? Are you going to insert him in there? Probably. Oh, good. Lovely. Uh, the New Day, they're celebrating the Book of Booty, available online and in bookstores everywhere. Jamie, are you going to pick up a copy? No. Of the Book of Booty? Okay. The Book of... What, what's going to be in the Book of Booty? I don't know. The Book of Booty, available online and in bookstores everywhere. Seamus and Cesaro come in. They, they grab pancakes and they're not happy, and they do the bar catchphrase, which is everything. AJ Styles backstage with Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson. You know, they do their pleasantries, happy to see each other, two sweets. They start talking strategy. Get another vignette for Sanity coming soon to the Blue Brand. Renee Young out, out of the trainer's room waiting on Daniel Bryan, says they're just taking precautions. I'll be ready for the 50-man Royal Rumble match on Friday. Speaking of that, uh, somebody on the FRSSlam.com staff wrote a nice column today saying how Daniel Bryan shouldn't win the greatest Royal Rumble in two days. That's right. I... Christopher R. Schubert wrote a story today saying that they should not have Daniel Bryan, their most over babyface in the company, win the Royal, the greatest Royal Rumble on Friday. I'm not going to go into all of the reasons. You're going to have to go read the column for that. Uh, he reveals that General Manager Page has granted him a match against Big Cash at Backlash, which I think is a very good, nice little undercard match for Bryan. People are going to pop for that. That's a, that's a big deal. Uh, we get a backstage video from Samoa Joe, and they showed his name in graphics, and I thought he was going to get words on his promos. He didn't. Uh, he goes on and cuts another great promo about Roman Reigns. And then we get the main event, AJ Styles, Luke Garrels, Carl Anderson versus Rusev, Aiden English. And with his new remixed entrance music and entrance video, Shinsuke Nakamura. What'd you make of this? Uh, I this re- is better than his first entrance. It's really good. And and you you were talking on the show, too, about how we need to switch up Shinsuke's uh, entrance music. Because the crowd's going to be into it. And well, I didn't think they were going to, but they did. And it's great. I love it. I think it's a great little twist to it. I think it's amazing. 
Uh, and then they have this match, and then it becomes Nakamura just destroying everybody. Low blow on AJ. Uh, Anderson jumps in the way on a Kinshasa attempt on Styles, so he takes the Kinshasa for Styles. Nakamura taunts AJ, then he picks up Anderson, hits him with another Kinshasa, and Nakamura standing tall on the stage, and AJ's checking on Anderson. That's how the show goes off the air. Nice, brisk two-hour show. Got in, got out, did everything they needed to do. I had no problems with this show. It was no, a breeze it was, to watch. It was a strong show. A lot, a lot of New Japan influence in that final match, eh? Uh, you had a former New Japan IWGP Intercontinental Champion. You had an IWGP Heavyweight Champion. You had IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. I believe they were Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Yeah, a lot of New Japan influence on that show. And then there was Rusev, who they continue to not know what to do with. Yeah, I, they're just not. They're just not going to be. They're just not going to do it. No, they're not. They're not. Like they're just—they're not doing it with him. I, and I thought they were really gonna—we're gonna make a movement. They were gonna make a push to do it and, and turn him babyface and push him higher up in the card. They're just—they're just not doing it. Do you think he? Do you think he gets to a point where he wants to leave? He might, but the problem is, is again, I think as I've talked about on the show ad nauseum, let's not overestimate the value that everybody go. I don't think Rusev is going to make a ton of money on the independence. He could have success. He could make a living. I don't anticipate he's going to make more money or even the same money if he leaves the company. Now, if that part's not important to him, then that part's not as important to him. Um, I think he also has to work, be concerned about that he, he and his wife are both collecting paychecks, and if he burns that bridge, that is two paychecks that they will no longer be getting. Correct. I, I just think, and, and, and again, this, is, this goes to the what motivates you as a superstar, what may motivate you as a professional wrestler. If, if Rusev is happy just being on WWE and that was always his dream and that's what he wants to do and he's happy being a part of it, then yeah, then I think you're going you're gonna to see him stay. If he wants to be a, a big-time player in the professional wrestling industry, then I think he's probably going to get to a point, and if that's what motivates him, he is going to get to a point where he's going to be upset and he's going to leave. That's at least me. Because I, because I, I look at it and I say, if I was in that spot, if I was a, a, if I was a person, I know for me, I would be motivated by the by the fact that I want to be the best. I want to have the opportunity to be to be remembered as one of the best. And if my talents are being wasted in WWE, I would go elsewhere. Sure, but that's easy to say when you're not collecting a check. And and, and just to, to make a comparison, it's the same thing with the. With the greatest Royal Rumble, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it because sure. we're not the one making the decision. Sure, that doesn't mean again you can't. Not that you can't make money. It's that there are things you have to factor into the equation. If you go to New Japan, guess who's not going to New Japan with you? Your wife. She's not going to be able to work in that company because they do not have a women's division. Correct. Nor would honestly, let's be realistic, with her very limited wrestling ability and experience at this point, would not be a high priority for a company that did have that. But. The reality is, is, is you have to have a lot of factors into the equation. And is your, you know, do you want to move across the world? You know, you do you want to, and which again, he's done before. It's not like he, it's not like he was born and raised in Florida, where he was, you know. But it, it's, you know, where where do you want to go? Where do you want to live? How much money do you want to make? What is your, what are the spousal concerns? You know, there are a lot of things that, that factor in this equation that go beyond even just your paycheck and even just beyond wrestling. Uh, it looks like Paul Heyman is going to be the greatest Royal Rumble. So the conflicting reports okay. from that looks like he is going to be there. By the way, I I, I think I I think I've made this letter up. I, I cannot find this letter. Well, if you, that's a good creative like storytelling. But the reality is there there is but, some so the, validity the, to the main point of this because WWE's talked about that the, these types of events have not happened there. 
No, no, no. Right, right. So even if that was a, a fake letter, which I don't think, I, I mean, maybe I'm making it up. It was a real letter. Positive, a fake I, person. I, I, I'm almost positive I was reading it. it. It at least made me think about it from that perspective. So there was that at least. So th there, there was something good that came out of it to make me think about it from that perspective. Uh, Jimmy, we're not doing a show tomorrow. And Friday is the actual greatest Royal Rumble. Yes. So you know what that means we have to do on today's show? Predi predictions? It's we like almost... As, yeah, what are you... Because you're eating, you're eating on the show again. Yeah, I'm eating on the show. Some of us are busy. I don't have time to take a lunch hour. Lunch hour? Can't, I can't go and I've saunter. I've never taken a lunch hour that, ever. Really? You've never left the office to go meet a mutual friend of ours at a food truck. You've never done that. I did that like last Friday. Okay. But okay, besides that, I don't think I've ever done that. It's the first time. By the way, it wasn't a shot at you, but you made it a shot at you, so I took it back, you with your Mets colored shoes. I always get my uh, I always get my lunch and bring it back most of the time. You go with me to lunch like a lot. Like yesterday. Yeah. We got burrito bowls. We did. And we thought about Alexa Bliss's promo. <laughs> Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket. A match. Poor homeless woman. Nia Jax ate that all. Right in front of her and then laughed. How could she do that, Chris? I'm gonna try to find this letter. I'm still I'm still on the hunt for this letter. He, he he's gonna do like an impromptu like podcast on anchor at like eleven thirty tonight. When I find the like, letter, hey guys, right, look, I found it. Well, is there like a Oh no, that's not gonna Are you sure it was on Reddit? I'm almost positive it was on Reddit. Because I feel I mean I know you're on Reddit constantly, but I'm there's on a good chance constantly. that you uh all right, you, you talk about... By the way, I know yeah. you hate them, and this is usually a gimmick we used to save for the, the radio show, uh, but Forbes wrote an article. Oh, that yeah, this is the radio show gimmick. What uh, do you got? That the greatest... I, I am not going to read it right now, but the greatest Royal Rumble uh, in Saudi Arabia highlights WWE's hypocrisy. So I think yeah, I they're that. right along. So you might have to say nice things about the... No, nah, because they're probably going to make, Forbes they're probably make a bad point. In the, that would, boy, that, I, missed our, I missed our Forbes gimmick. Uh, what would I even search here? Uh, Jamie, you got to talk while I'm doing this. I, I don't even know why you're still searching. I thought we because I want to find this. Well, you're not going to find it. Our How dare you? Don't care. How dare you? I'm going to. Listeners don't this. care about you. All right, let's talk about the the card. I literally just said talk about the, the casket match. Talk about the casket match, Jamie. I love how this makes you mad now. Just silence. Undertaker Rusev. Um, okay, I don't understand why this match is happening, other than just it is happening. But I'm I'm willing to accept it. Uh, Rusev's going to lose this match because duh. Although, what if Rusev doesn't? But Rusev is losing this match. I don't really need. I hate to say this because I am a big Undertaker fan. Oh no! He's Be a careful. Big portion. I know Be Michelle McCool's going to yell at me. What you're about to say. Michelle McCool coming yell at me. Um, well, I'm a Michelle McCool fan too, by the way. She was she was excellent. She was a little before her time. Could you imagine she was in this era? Um, I just don't really. Did need you lose to your see thought there? What was People won't stop bothering me. Well, then put your phone away. I've gotten phone calls and texts. Well, who's, you're not from that work. It's all work related. I'm not that cool of a person. You're not that important. At work, I am. I'm not that important in the scope of like the world or life or fun I really, stuff. I really can't find this thing. I just think you made it up. It's actually annoying me that I can't find. Oh, well, okay. Focus, focus. Casket sorry, match. Taker, sorry, sorry. Rusev. Match. Uh, what do you want to see? Because I don't care. about I this want match Taker to win in thirty-five seconds. He's going to win this match quickly. I just whatever. I don't need to see it anymore. I don't need to see Taker anymore. Uh, I love what he's done throughout his career. He's one of. He's an all-timer. He's a legend. Provided a lot of professional wrestling enjoyment to me throughout the years. But I, I, I think it's over. 
I, I don't I don't need to see there's not even an attraction level for me anymore. Like, oh, he comes back. It's just, it's just I don't want I don't want to think of Undertaker. I don't want to look back at him and look at like the last three or four matches he's had and think that's what comes to mind when I think of the Undertaker. And I don't want that to happen because he has had awesome, awesome moments. And yes, I just, he has. I, just, I, don't, I just don't want him to just be cheapened in any way. For me, for selfish reasons, I don't want them to be cheapened in my own mind by these just blah performances. Did you find it? Yes. Good Lord, thank goodness. Yes. I could not stand yes, being with you. Yes, it was on there. Reddit. It was on Reddit. Oh, my gosh, I found it. Wow. Okay, I want to see. Let me see here. Did, where, did, I, did, did the post just disappear from Squared Circle? Is that what happened? Um, it looks like it, I think. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but I found somebody on, I found, I found it archived somewhere. So, whew, okay, I found it. Okay, I feel better now. Uh, I have a Undertaker in about 35 seconds. John Cena versus Triple H. Uh, well, are you going to do something? Like, are you going to do anything with that letter now? Or are you just going to... Do you want me to read the whole you, thing? You, you made the listeners, like, sit through you trying to do find you, it for 20 minutes. Do you want me to read the whole thing? No. Okay, so then... I was I was just finding it for you, really. So I can send it to you so you can you can read it. Get them off the air. Uh, John Cena, Triple H. Uh, what? Part two? Like, I don't know what... I don't know what this match is. John Cena on Triple H? Yes. Why? It's the face that runs the place. No. Yeah, it's the face that runs the place. No, the face that runs the place faces Shinsuke Nakamura. No. I still want to love that from that feud. Uh, the face that runs the place, John Cena versus the face that actually kind of runs the place. Triple H, the COO. Uh, I think John Cena gets the victory here. I would have... Or maybe... No, maybe, I think Triple yeah, H wins this match, actually. I think, I, think they're, I think they're full on with this John Cena can't win anymore gimmick. Because I think it's going to be a, 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 a get him a babyface pop when he beats Ric Flair's record. Uh, and that's not going to happen. He'll get a pop, but well, I, no. Who's he taking the belt from? If he takes the belt from Nakamura, people are not going to pop for that. Well, I don't know what show he's going to be on because he's a free agent. He's taking the belt from Roman Reigns. That, that'll get cheered. I'll tell you that. <laughs> tell you that. That'll get oh my cheered. God! A John Cena Roman Reigns for the title, where either Roman Reigns retains or John Cena breaks Flair's record. Oh my God! That's a main event that'll be fun. Oh my God! You better put that in like the least markiest city of all time, or they're going to kill that match. Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto in a singles match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. They have not spent this much time building up Cedric Alexander and giving him this run to have him lose to Kalisto in Saudi Arabia. Nope. Three weeks after winning the belt. Cedric Alexander. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos in a tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think we're both going to take the Bludgeon Brothers in this one. We are. Uh, setting up Bludgeon Brothers versus Sanity, in uh, in my opinion, is where they should go with this. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus Cesaro and Sheamus in the tournament final for the vacant WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. Chris. Yes, Jamie. I'll go ahead. Yes, raise your uh, hand. I am going to take yes. the, the one Raw Tag Team Okay, I am as well because I don't think the SmackDown Tag Team. I think the team, team that's on Raw is yes. going to win the titles that are on Raw. Yeah, me too. I think we're going to go with Bray Wyatt. White and Matt Hardy, the leader of worlds. Which, by the way, which will lead into our next match. Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal in a singles match for the WWE United States Championship. I will take the SmackDown superstar with the SmackDown championship to retain over the Raw superstar. So I don't think this one is as easy as a lock as you think it is. No, this is a lock. Because you could very easily... No. Hold on. You could very easily have Jinder Mahal win to set up a fatal four-way at Backlash between Jinder Mahal, Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, and Randy Orton. 
And or you can have Jinder Mahal win and then have like or, Samoa Joe or Miz win the IC. Sure, title. you could but do like, that. You could do that, but I, I, don't do that. I don't think they're gonna do that. Jeff Hardy's winning this match. AJ Styles they're, versus spoiler. They're not gonna be a lot of title changes on this card. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a singles match for the WWE Championship. I think this is a title change. I think it has. to I be. think they got to put the belt on Nakamura here. If they don't, they have to get unbelievably creative with the finish. Where it has to be, I don't know what even what the finish would be, but it has to be some unclean. Shinsuke gets unclean? caught. Unclean. Styles is a baby face. He has to win clean. No, 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 no. I mean, like Shinsuke gets caught. Oh, oh, you do uh, do a dusty finish. Okay, okay, okay. Or okay, like yes. it's got to be like yes. it's got to be a very like strange. It can't just be AJ Styles going over clean. I don't, I don't think does anything for this Nakamura feud. Uh, Reality um, is Nakamura has to. Which again, I wish you would have done this at Backlash and not Grace Royal Rumble, but. Nakamura's got to hit him in the hit him in the nuts again, doesn't he? And then win the belt, and then roll him up, and then grab the tights. Somebody, and he has to win like the dirtiest, dirtiest, sleaziest way possible, doesn't he? Somebody, no. What what he should do is he should go for the low blow. AJ has a cup. AJ takes out the cup and like flaunts. Then Nakamura hits him again with a low blow. I've seen this theory all over oh, the I place. Like, that. like I, and I'm not taking any credit for this. I saw this on the internet. Like and then he rolls him up for the win. That oh, would be so fun. good. Rollins, Ballard, Joe, Miz, ladder match for the Intercontinental title. I think Monday Night Rollins is going to get this one done. Although a Finn Balor win wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst thing. A battle club is for everyone, by the way. Yeah, I, I think given the location of this match, Seth Rollins is going to win. I'm going to leave it at that. <clears throat> given the, the I do not think that, <laughs> I do not think the message that Finn Balor is trying to send oh, is okay, okay. best sent in the location they oh, currently are Oh, so you're saying located. that there's a there's another issue that Saudi Arabia has that, that's going to be kind of okay. All right. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match for the WWE Universal Championship. Now, I will give you this. The betting odds say Roman Reigns is the favorite. He should be the favorite. I'm just not sure he's going to win this match. I do not think he's going to win this match. I, I don't either. I, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar. and that's I, I can't believe I've now this is going to happen. I can't believe we're going to be sitting. We're going to be in May of 2018, and Roman Reigns will have not beaten Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. I would, I would have bet large, large sums of money that that statement would never be said. He also could still win, and it wouldn't surpri- surprise me. No result would surprise me. No, not with this match. I mean, really. I mean, any any combination of pinfall, submission, cage, door, there's no combination would surprise now, me. Now, Roman escaping the cage to win the belt is a disaster. I, I would be brutal unless you're turning him heel, which they're not turning him heel. The greatest Royal Rumble. You know, you know what would surprise me? Paul Heyman doing a crossbody on top of the cage under Roman Reigns. That would surprise me. The greatest Royal Rumble match. But if he does that, I don't even care if, who wins the match at that point. The greatest Royal Rumble match. I have no idea who's going to win this. I don't even, I don't know. You, you say it shouldn't be Daniel Bryan. I said it shouldn't be. I already, and I read your article. I already plugged the story. And I wanted to, to rip you because, again, I love just taking you down a notch. But, and I'm going to say this very carefully and slowly and quietly so nobody else can hear me. I think you're right. Yeah, that's right. Say it again. You got it once. Relax. I unless the only way you you can let Brian win is if you are admitting to us all he's your top guy, right? If you're not ready to do that, having him win is going to set your fans into a frenzy. Well, I also think you're intentionally trying to slow play his return a little bit. Correct. And now I think they're doing a good job with that. I think the cast feud is a perfect way to go about that. So if he wins this match, everyone's going to be like, well, he won the Royal Rumble. So one, you're treating him like a main eventer. And then two, it's going to lessen him winning the Royal Rumble next year. Because by the way, I just hate to break this to everybody. He's winning the Royal Rumble next year in Phoenix. Okay? Yes. 
He's winning the Royal Rumble yep. here. Okay? No. That's, no, that's the wrong, wrong, gimmick. wrong gimmick. He's winning the Royal Rumble here. He should. And, and we are going to get Daniel Bryan versus a heel Roman Reigns at oh, WrestleMania so. 35. So that is what you're getting. That would be very good. Buckle up, everybody. Smell the money from here. That being said, I have Braun Strowman winning the greatest Royal Rumble. He should win the That's Royal the guy. Rumble. That's, That's the, that, It is. Yeah. He's... If Daniel Bryan is not your top babyface... Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's your top babyface. So face. I think you give him that win. Uh, by the way, there's only like 20 or so entrants that have been announced yet. There's a lot of room for surprises yeah. and for things to get weird. Yeah. So I, I you know, I don't is know... Is Kenny Omega going to be in this one? Because he's rumored to be in every Royal Rumble so there, that's ever been had so for like the last four years. Behind the scenes, I we we normally have some wrestling watch parties with some friends, one of which moved to Las Vegas, so the watch parties have ended. Blaine, I'm looking at you, buddy. Every, or the watch parties just got more real. Yeah, or the, yeah, we had to take them to Vegas. We do prediction threads for every pay-per-view, and we have a buddy who loves Kenny Omega. We showed him uh, Omega Okada 1, and from that moment on, he was in love with Kenny Omega. Just loves him, loves him, loves him. Every pay-per-view, there's a little box in the bottom that is surprise people. Okay, surprise explain, them, the explain to them what the game is, because so, not everybody might so play So for that those game. of you who don't know, Pro Wrestling Scoreboard, uh, shout out to them. They're not a sponsor. They can be if they'd like to be, though. Uh, they, they put together score sheets where you predict the matches, you predict how many finishers, what type of finish, pin, submission, all that stuff, and you calculate points. Every pay-per-view when we get together, we do those, and we have a running like championship, quote-unquote, that we pass off to everybody. Uh... I had my best performance so far of the year at WrestleMania, and I still lost. So one of the boxes right. is, is surprise appearances. Right. Every single pay-per-view, our buddy Ryan puts Kenny Omega in that box. Every time. So we have said to him, if Kenny Omega ever shows up on a show and he has him in the box, he automatically wins. We're just going to give him the victory. Unless it's unless it's obvious that because he signed with the company and, the, and everybody knows. If he is a surprise entrant... We are going to just give him the victory. I do not think Kenny Omega is going to be in this Royal Rumble. I do think they're going to have some surprises up their sleeve. They already announced Shane's going to be in it. They already announced Ray is going to be in it. The great Kali, Mark Henry, all those. I think they have some surprises up their sleeves. Jericho, they already announced as well. I do think that there are going to be some surprises up their sleeves. The thing that bothers me the most here is this is the greatest Royal Rumble, right, Jamie? I mean, yes. th their words, not mine. And yet all the winner of the greatest Royal Rumble gets is a trophy. For now, it diminishes the match a little bit for me. You gotta win, like you gotta win something more than a trophy, because we've already seen that your Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is worth nothing, like just just nothing. So I think you gotta make this worth something. Title match in the future, main event at SummerSlam are the two things that I think you could do. You could even combine them and give them a title shot at SummerSlam, just like you do for the regular Royal yes. Rumble at WrestleMania. I think it's a, it's a perfect little way to way to go about that. I, I think they're afraid or, to... Or just give them, like, hey, you get a title shot at any time in the next two months. If you want to go, like, really creative, where you create a, a an almost money-in-the-bank type scenario, but you have to... Announce it ahead of time. Yeah, you like have to it. announce the match ahead of time. You can't just cash it in when somebody's hurt. Right. I think that's the best way to go about this, because you need there to be a reward for this. You're, you're telling this is the greatest. It's 50 people. It's everything like that. You have to put together a, a, a reward that makes people want to watch this, or else it just seems weird. All right, that's it, Jim. We're done. We're out of here. Anything else you want to talk about? No. Wow. For once, you don't actually, you don't, all right, you're not going to actually interrupt me? Okay. On that note, you can follow the show on Twitter at FRS Slam. FRSSlam.com for all your pro wrestling content needs, including that story about Daniel Bryan that I think you all should read about why he shouldn't win the Royal Rumble on Friday, the greatest Royal Rumble on Friday, and that's okay. It's okay if he doesn't. 
Uh, you can find the show Apple Podcasts and iTunes, FRS Slam Radio. It's on Anchor, FRS Slam Radio there as well. And for you Android listeners out there, Pocket Casts and Overcasts, FRS Slam Radio. It also gets tweeted on the Twitter account and gets posted on the website. That's going to do it for us here today, guys. We will not be back tomorrow. Maybe back on Friday with a with a uh, Greatest Royal Rumble show. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on how busy Jamie is. He, as you saw during the show, he's getting phone calls. One thing I do want to mention before we end the show completely. Go ahead. What do you got? Uh, the Cody Rhodes uh, on Twitter. Uh, this morning talked about uh, a little bit about some of what the pricing might look like for the all-in show that you say CM Punk is going to be at. Uh, that right now their lowest tickets. All we know I saw right a graphic. Now. I saw a graphic. Somebody made of Punk being all-in. Can't wait. Lowest ticket price, $25. And he quote, I priced the show. They're below market. That's what Cody wrote. Of course it is. They want to sell 10,000 seats. That's stupid. Yeah, it needs to sell it quick so then it can go on iPay-per-view so we can watch it. Correct. That's the big thing. All right, on that note, guys, we're not here tomorrow. We could be back on Friday for a post-Greatest Royal Rumble show. Not really sure. Depends on how busy Jamie is. Uh, but we will talk to you guys later. Enjoy the Greatest Royal Rumble. Have a good weekend, guys.